What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Patreon episode of Flagrant 2 No Easy Buckets Analysis by Assholes Water Cooler Commentary for Your Sports Needs. I'm Andrew Schultz. I'm here at Akash Singh, Real Life Kaz in you. the building. I just want to say, guys, uh, to start, um, thank you guys so much for, for being a part of this community. Uh, it's fucking amazing what we've been able to do. Remember when I said Fight Club? You know, I almost, I don't know if I want to expose this situation, but I was like, yo, we're really creating Fight Club. Yeah. And I just had a dude reach out to me. I'm going to keep him quiet so he don't get in trouble. But I had a dude reach out to me who works for a network. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, you know, I work for this network who had, you know, who has filmed this project that you were doing. You know, I could probably get you the footage for that project if you were looking for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just on the sly. Right, right. That's not the most Fight Club shit right. out there in the world. How Don't say anything, but say what? He reached out just to Just Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, if that isn't the most Fight Club shit, Right, right. The whole premise of slide a lot of shit ways on the side was Fight Club. Is like, oh yeah, I get you into this party. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're running the events for this party. This is nothing. Boom, this, that, the other. Anyway, so it was it exclusivity was like, is dope, man. That's no, why. That's why I love doing this shit. It's fire. Yeah, it's fire. Um, we got a, we got our caller in right now. We got our caller. We got our guest. Let's know when we're live. We and... got our caller in, and we got some volume for them speakers. Okay. Should Hello. I, should I intro? Of course. But let's make sure that we're all good on the tech. Hello. Yo, yo, Kaz, what's poppin', boy? What's good, what's good? Oh, okay, we got... introduce us. Who do we have on the line? Oh, on the line, we have a good friend of mine, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, uh, (laughs) former member of the NBA, uh, well, USA men's basketball team, former Cleveland Cavalier, Los Angeles Laker, gold medalist, Utah Jazz, a dookie, even though he's a dookie, he's still a pretty good guy. (laughs) (laughs) Shout-out to my guy, Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer's on the show. Like hey, a two up, podcast, man? What's up, brother? Carlos. What's up, Carlos? Long time listener, man. Kaz is a good friend of mine. I'm happy to be on the show, man. Thanks for welcoming me on the show. Thank Appreciate you so that, much man. for being part of this. Carlos. You are an innovator. I just want to say, you are an Tell innovator me about that. because everybody gave you shit for that hairline. Okay, <laughs> oh, they did. Fact. And now, what is everybody doing? Now look at them. Everybody's now look doing at them, man. <laughs> The first person over the hill gets all the bullets, Carlos. Back, that's how it goes, bro. People think you're crazy, so they start doing it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Now, I will say, you yours did look like a Jordan 11. Was it? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, I was, obviously, I was going ball. And my, the barber, my barber at the time, I want to think that I say that. He's not my barber no more. They came out with this thing called the Beijing. We could try it. I kept telling them, nah, that ain't my look. That ain't my look. <laughs> play it. Play it. Fuck up. And I ended up saying yes one day. And you put it on me. Y'all know the rest of the story. So. <laughs> now, what, what did the teammates never say? Again. What did the teammates uh, say when you me, pulled up? The thing, the, thing, the thing that y'all don't know is well, as soon as I saw it in the beard, I tried to shampoo it out like seven or eight times. <laughs> and it wouldn't come out. It's like some college, man. That stuff sticks. That's for real. And, and my teammates was like, bro, what did you do? I'm like, bro, I don't even. Just give me a headband or something. <laughs> did you think about trying that. to get out in front of it? And like, I don't know if Twitter was around at the time, but like, this tweeting, is, I, like I remember this. Hey, this is... go easy on me. Oh, my dude. And then, and then the thing about it was, it was so bad because the next, I'm, in, I'm with the Bulls and we got MVP Derrick Rose and. Joe Kino, defensive player of the year. I'm an all-star. And we're playing against the Celtics. I you know, that. big ticket, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo, like the big four. Yeah. And the yeah. game was on ESPN. 
So, I mean, every listen, every camera's in HD, bro. They got the whole hair. It was crazy, bro. And I was having a good game. I had like a 2020 game, so the camera kept. I'm like, man, can you put the camera on somebody else? <laughs> uh, all right, now, now, Carlos, I have to say, I was a big fan of Duke. Okay, I'm not a hater like Kaz over here. I was a big fan. Of, I was a big fan of Duke, and I was. I remember. I, I wonder what year. I think maybe I was at college around this time. I think so. I think yeah, we were yeah. College yeah. at this time, and uh, I remember saying to my friends, "I go, Carlos Boozer is going to kill it in the NBA." Now you were not the I'll highest pick, touted no. coming out of college. Second no, round pick. I wasn't. Second round yeah. pick. But the reason I thought that you were going to, I thought that you were going to have an exceptional career in the league is because. I thought you were a great finisher at the rim. Thank you. And a lot of bigs, they're they're skilled enough in college because they don't have to finish. But I thought that you were somewhat undersized, so you had to finish well at the rim. Yeah, that was my thing coming out of college. So I was, I'm six nine. I'm not a seven footer at the time when I got in the league. You know, Dirk Nowitzki seven one, Kevin right. Garnett seven feet, Tim Duncan six eleven seven feet. All the all the power forwards were tall. Mailman was starting the end of his career. Charles Barkley, uh, he retired. So the smaller power forwards was kind of extra in the game. And the power forwards now were like the same size as centers, but they had a different skill set. So when I came out, I went second round. Cleveland picked me up. And um, the vet, the OG vet that I had on my team was Tyrone Hill. He got hurt like in game 16 or 17. And Coach put me in the starting lineup, and I, I, I got the start. And I had a double-double. I had like 16 points and like 11 rebounds against Kmart. Whoa. And Kmart obviously, I Kmart was six nine, but he was an all star. He played above the rim. He played with Kmart was a bad dirty. motherfucker. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. He was a he was a tough power forward. So for me to have that kind of game, a, a, a good double double in my rookie season against a season vet like Kmart, I, I, I took over the starting spot and I, I never let it go. Did you find it easier to uh, score in the NBA than in college, just because of the systems? It was just the players. Was, it's just a different level, man. Like the division, uh, the spacing. The rules, uh, the physicality. It was. I mean, for me, it was. And I, don't get me wrong. Like college, I had a great time in college too. We won a championship, and I scored a lot of points in college as well. But the NBA was like a different level because every night you're going against. Like I can tell you, one week, uh, in one week in the NBA, I'm playing against Kevin Garnett, Chris Webber, Carl Malone, Dirk Nowitzki, Rasheed Wallace. That was one week in the NBA. Mm. So yep. every every night you got to bring your A game. And it would bring the best out of me because my competition was so good. Yeah, but it just seemed like you were able to score easier in the league. Yeah, I mean, mate, I mean, I got better. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm one of those guys that I'm a product of my work ethic. I was a hard worker, man. That's the reason why I had the career that I had. Did being a late draft pick motivate you more? Or was that something you held on to? If so, when did you finally kind of let that go? Was it when you got a sixteen nah, million dollar contract? <laughs> nah, it's, it's something you never let go because what happens is you have that chip on your shoulder, like okay. I got. I didn't go first round. My teammates went second and third in the draft, and I'm over here the second round, waiting, waiting, waiting. I get picked. So what happens is, you know, for example, with you guys, you go to a job interview, you you don't get the job. Nobody knows about it. But when right. you're in the NBA draft, everybody's like, "Yo, I have an a pit boozer." So right. it's like three, the whole first. Everybody in the NBA didn't pick me, and I went. I went 35th, so I was the fifth pick in the in the second round. So some teams didn't even pick me twice. Right. So for me, I, I felt like, yo, I got to chip on. I got to prove to these guys that I belong. I got to prove that. I, so every night for me, my whole career, I was trying to prove that I belong. Now, if you were an early, an earlier pick, let's say first round, mm-hmm. you, think, you think that you might not have had to prove it? You would have got caught up with the hoes? 
<laughs> no, no, I wouldn't even like that because when I, when I got when I got uh, drafted, I was already married. I got married, I got married to a college. Hold on, how much hold on you... one second. <laughs> hold on one second. Hold on yeah, one I second. Worry about. No, that was good. Carlos, you had fake hair for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to take down these thotties, I get it, bro. Man, nah, bro, nah. But fake hair for the same woman that's loved you forever? <laughs> Man, for honestly, the fake hair. Thank God it washed out like five days later, bro. But now, <laughs> the funny thing about it though, that the NBA is it's a different monster, man, because you get you get given a millions of dollars at an early age, a young age, and obviously most of us never came for money like that. And then two, you get into everything you want to get into. You want to get into a nightclub, you want to get into a exclusive restaurant, you get in. So the access is crazy. So you gotta be mentally prepared for the NBA. Yeah, that makes total sense. Now, who has the worst fake hair in the NBA? LeBron? <laughs> oh, man, I can't out my brothers, bro. I can't even do that. That's a great question, though. That's a great but I can't out my brothers, man. I will say this, I can't though. Out my brothers. And you don't, you don't have to speak on it, but I will say this. The hair treatment in Cleveland ain't close to as good as it is in L.A. <laughs> man, hey, hey. A lot, a lot goes on in L.A. They got plastic surgeons doing a whole bunch of stuff right now. Just listen. The, the results have been tested and approved. <laughs> Our prediction on the regular Flagrant 2 episode mm, <laughs> is coming to it's, fruition. Mm-hmm. It's wild how quick it was. And we should we should point out, we released that, we taped that Monday. Yeah. Right. So Monday, Carl's sitting in the seat that you're sitting in right now. Akash sitting in the seat that you're in right now, Kiss. Uh-huh. And we're having this conversation. It comes to me why LeBron went to the West, what he's predicting. And just to rehash real quick, he thinks KD's out of there next year, leaving Golden State, and then the West is wide open. He sees a depleted West, um, and he sees a bubbling East, which is going to be filled with superpowers. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the East has become the West. LeBron gets out of Dodge before it does, and then straight shot to the finals every year once again. Doesn't even have to lose any teammates and can pick up a big-name guy next year. Yeah. Literally that same night that the podcast comes out. The shit hits the fan. Shit hits the fucking fan. This idiot, Draymond Green, (laughs) with six seconds left, tears a rebound out of the greatest offensive player since Michael Jordan's hands. The the greatest one alive currently. Tears a rebound out of his hands, ignores his yells and claps to get that ball, Dribbles up the floor into quadruple coverage. Falls. Falls on his fucking face. Gets no shot off. No shot off. Overtime loss, I believe. Yeah, they lost. Ended up losing. Overtime loss. This is also, Words he's done exchanged. this before. Yes. Against the Rockets in the playoffs, same thing. Tried to dribble a fucking ball up court himself. Mm-hmm. Went off his foot. I think he might have fallen over. Yeah. Real embarrassing thing. And that might have been what took them down 3-2. I mean, it, to, to his credit, and, uh, and I think this is what he said in a lot in the, in the, in the article or whatever, he's made plays like this his entire career. Like, grab the ball, run the point. That's his game. His game is pushing the ball. He's the, less, he's the least effective scorer on that team. Yes. So his best position a lot of times – is grabbing the rebound, pushing the ball, having Steph Curry here, Clay Thompson here, Kevin Durant here. You make the one of those guys is going to be open. Sure, but six seconds left. Yeah, Kevin Durant is right next to you. Right. So yeah, sorry we interrupted this story. So Sorry. so 
you and then what happens is they go into the locker room. Apparently, words are exchanged. Mm. Words are exchanged. Well, it starts on the sideline, too. Kevin Durant's right. pissed at the end of regulation. Furious. There's yep. a video that Draymond's I wish... playing the uh, playing uh, Peacemaker here at this point. Everyone's trying to play Peacemaker. No, Andre Woodall. And, and Draymond. Oh, Not Draymond. Uh, Boogie. Boogie Cousins. Boogie's Sorry. playing Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre Woodall playing uh, Peacemaker. That's how you know it's fucked up. There's, a, Boogie's <laughs> playing peacemaker. there's, a, there's a video of KG walking back out onto the court, mm-hmm. and it appears that he's mouthing that's why I'm out. Mm-hmm. KD. That's after KD. words are exchanged. After, after words are exchanged on the bench. Now we're not even talking about the locker room. Locker. Yeah. The locker so, room is when it gets crazy. So apparently, so Marcus Thompson wrote a detailed article on right. the athletic. I know a lot of y'all aren't paying for that, so I took notes <laughs> like a good Indian. I got, I got the, I got the oh, club. Can word. I read that? Okay, go ahead. Boom, read, I'll read it right, read from, that. right exactly from the Atlantic. Read, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I first quote. KD goes over, apparently pounding the fucking chairs, upset he didn't get the ball, mm-hmm. ranting probably to Durant, I mean to, uh, to Draymond or just everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And then take it from there. And I quote from The Atlantic, and uh, Marcus Thompson wrote this. Green took exception to how Durant addressed him. The exact dialogue couldn't be recounted as it was said, but it began with Green immediately firing back. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Sounds like Draymond. <laughs> According to multiple sources, Green then went on to make it clear that he's been making plays for years. He reminded Durant that the Warriors are winning before Durant even showed up, and he wouldn't stand for Durant talking to him as if he was a scrub. Green accused Durant of making the whole season about him, even though he was going to leave after this season. Green let out his frustrations about how Durant has handled free agency, keeping his options open and keeping the story alive, consuming the Warriors and their season with talk of what Durant will do next. That's the mild version. The original version included Green calling Durant a bitch several times. Disrespect the management said was too harsh to overlook, end quote. And eventually he was suspended for that game against the Atlanta Hawks, which the Warriors won. Which the Warriors won. Yeah. Now, we're going to get into how this plays out. First, let's address it Mm. in terms of LeBron's plan. Mm -hmm. If we are right about LeBron's plan to take over the West against a beatable Golden State, right? If we are if we are right about that, mm-hmm. this is exactly what one Le- Le- LeBron wants. <laughs> it's exactly oh, yeah. what LeBron wants. Of course, he wants KD to leave, and the fact that Draymond thinks he's going to leave means his intentions were to leave. Yeah. Now this is where LeBron should get nervous. I have to credit Chris Morrell for this idea. Golden State Warriors find Draymond, mm-hmm. one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. They say that he can't play a game. That's Golden State going, KD, you're very important. You're expendable, Jeremy. Yes. That's, that's KD recruiting. <laughs> that's that's and I was gonna I was gonna get to that. That's the only thing. I I I've read your theory I heard your theory on Twitter and everything like that, and I listened to the show. And uh that was my only hang up about it. Golden State just put a drew a line in the sand they between KD and Dre and said, KD. We would love to keep you. Yeah. The- and we would love to do that so much that we'd be willing to part ways mm-hmm. with that dream. Now, here's the, why I think that's the, the, the risk there is when Boogie comes back. If Boogie is anything close to what he was Bye, before Draymond. the injury, they're getting Draymond the fuck Bye, out of Draymond. here. And they're going to be like, hey, KD, you stay here. You do what Draymond needs to do. Boogie, you score, and now we got a brand new fucking, a way better big four than we had before then. Nah, but here's the risk. Go. So this is the, they brought this up in the article. Other people could see this and say, if you choose KD over Draymond, who's been here, who's a staple, who's so mm-hmm. important to this team, none of us except Curry are more important than Durant. Cool, no big deal. One potential issue, 
Who else is a free agent along with Draymond? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. What if both of them go? What if LeBron Hold says Draymond's both of you? not a free agent this year. He's a free agent at the end of this year. I'm almost positive. No, he's not. He just no, he's, he's for eligible for uh, Draymond's eligible for a, a max contract if he makes all defense or something like that. He has like to that. be on an all. He team. has to be on all defensive. Some some weird stipulation, or whatever. He's playing for that. So what if what if he's out? Mm-hmm. Trade right, whatever. Right, right. And Clay is like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm yeah. Out. Yeah. What if Clay looks at LeBron? LeBron starts recruiting Clay. Like, hey, you know who's perfect for me? <laughs> I heard it. Andrew Schultz said it on the Flagrant Two podcast. <laughs> right, right. You know who the perfect player for this offense is for Clay's me? Is you? Yeah. Steph. 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 Yeah. You always gonna be Steph's little brother. Steph gonna shoot first. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got you, dog. Yeah. Clay is a, sh- a shittier Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. shittier. Shittier on defense, probably. Shittier on offense, too. Clay can't dribble. He, he, he doesn't finish. have to. He, he doesn't have to in his current system. <laughs> yeah. He'll have to a little bit more in, in LeBron's system. Yeah. And he just can't score in one-on-one situations. I'll I give you Kawhi that. Kawhi is a more complete, I'll give a better you that. defensive player, more complete offensive player. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go if on. you're LeBron, you could potentially... You, they got two max slots, I'm pretty sure. So you mm-hmm. could potentially get both. I'm point forward. I'll do whatever the fuck I need and to LeBron do. LeBron is so smart that if he waits a year, he just has his pick. I think yeah. he's. I think what LeBron is doing is assessing talent this year. Yeah, I think he's going. What does Brandon Ingram truly have? What does Lonzo truly have? Mm. What are we doing here? What does I mean? Bringing in Ty was great, but like, he's really assessing how good is Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, and he's fine building up their stock because you got to be trade bait eventually. Yeah, this is Lebronos. This is Lebronos at work again. Facts. He's collecting the fucking Infinity Stones one more time. If he pulls this off. He's sucking all the energy he's doing out it. of other Western Conference he's doing teams. It. And if and if he pulls this off, I have to put some more respect on Lebron, the GM. See, that's a, that, and that's my thing. Is I have never liked LeBron as GM. Now, I've if, been okay with it. I thought he's been good, but you don't like I'm him. I'm not into it. I think it if was, this works out, I think it was some short sided moves. I remember when he was number one with the Cavs, he said, I need a I need a stretch four, which cool. You saw where the league was going. Mm-hmm. Anton Jameson wasn't the guy you move for. Well, it, my, he here's my thing with you, that though. You trade pieces for. LeBron is the he's the best GM for himself. I wouldn't have LeBron be GM for another team that he's not playing on. I wouldn't. Because once he leaves, those teams are fucking terrible. I think, I think, well, I also think he, again, it's short-sighted and I get it, but like he makes interest in the, like he makes moves in the interest of right now immediately that aren't necessarily good for you overall. Yeah. I think if LeBron had an architect his whole career, he might not ever leave Cleveland. Yeah. If he, uh, if he had a competent front office his whole career, he might not ever leave Cleveland. Someone who yes, could also tell him, yo, shut the fuck up, man. We got this. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he left Miami. That's uh, why, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I thought that for a second, too. He, no, no, he would leave Cleveland. But that's kind of why he I left think, Miami, though. Because well, Pat he, Riley was like, was hey, Pat Riley. Yeah. calm the fuck down. But, I got this. But And he wanted to be the king. He wanted the keys. And you should, but whatever. It is what it is. But I think the reason why he is leaving Cleveland, it's not J.R. Smith, it's not everything. I think the reason why he's leaving Cleveland is he doesn't want to do this every year. He doesn't want to play Giannis in the first round, okay, Tatum in the second round, and then Embiid in the third round, and then have to battle someone on the way. It's too much work. It's too much work. I mean, think about what these East Coast teams are going to have to fucking go through. Yeah. Giannis, Embiid, just bully Bully, Tatum, bully, 
Mm. Year after, that's going to put grind on your body. Wouldn't you like to be in the West Coast and play Portland? So he might, he might still go now, maybe. But also, imagine LeBron. Potentially, he has four rings with a competent, like a competent front office. Yeah, if yeah, he has yeah. Steph Curry's front office, it's not even a question. LeBron is the greatest player of all time. Yeah, yeah. no one would disagree. This is the first time Wait, he's why? playing for because a legacy. Some, he would assemble a real fucking team around him. But he did Steph Curry on team. his own. It ain't the Warrior squad. Steph yeah. Curry on his own, whatever. But then you get Clay. Then you get Draymond. Then no, you Draymond can't... is luck. Draymond, don't say that they scouted Dre. Draymond is pure luck. That's that I want to call it luck. He was a very, he was luck. a very good what college else? player. What happened is how it happened. He was, I remember he was second round. He, I second think it was like round, I think it was like thirty five or something like that. He lost all this weight, and but all he was, of a sudden, but he was really good for Michigan State. You know what else is he luck? Was, you know what else round. is luck? Mm. You know what else is luck? Getting the first overall pick three fucking times in four years. <laughs> <of the fucking laughs> and you got less out of that than they got out of Draymond at forty three. Yeah, but you didn't do those picks, right? Like he was there for. I'm blaming Cleveland's front office. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm saying is. Oh, oh, you're saying. So I'm saying Cleveland's front office sucks, and I can see why LeBron felt pushed to say, I need to make these moves. I can see that. But I don't think uh, his moves are the best moves. LeBron with a great front office, yeah. it's a whole different conversation. Well, I, don't I mean, know this if is the, the first Golden time. Golden office is so good because they got completely lucky with Steph. I mean, Steph was ankle injury every other game and then turned into the best player in the league. At you one can, point. Yeah, th- th- this, there's a lot of, like, we act like there's some fucking geniuses going on here. This game, at the end of the day, does have some luck. Sure, to some it. luck. And they got there's definitely some luck. luck. Some but luck, then buddy. look, but look at, look at a lot of teams. Very. You can look at a lot lucky. of teams who had more luck than the Sixers have, than the Warriors have, like the Sixers. Okay. The Sixers have had, what, four, five, six straight years of, like, top five picks? And only two of them to date have worked out. I wouldn't call the Sixers lucky at all. I would say they're like supremely unlucky. Well, here's my thing. Jaleel Okafor was supposed to be the guy. Nerlens Noel was supposed to be the guy. Markel Fultz was supposed to be the guy. Fucking all these guys. You know what I mean? And I think the Golden State Warriors are the Sixers with luck. So the the Sixers get all these guys who should be something, and then they end up being garbage juice. Mm. And the Golden State Warriors get all these guys who were never tapped. There's not a single person on the Golden State Warriors besides KD right now. Mm. You, you could be upset about it, but you're wrong. No, but there's not a can... single player on sure, them right now. Sure, luck factors in, but that's no, 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 that's me, life. Let, okay, okay. I acknowledge that let you me said hear what that. you're saying. I acknowledge you said that. Now what I'm saying is it's not a little bit of luck. We assume that there's different levels of luck. If you win the lottery, is that more lucky than if you find $5 on the street? Yes. Okay. So what I'm saying is Golden State Warriors won the lottery with Steph. They won the lottery with Draymond. They won the lottery with Clay. They won the lottery with their three players were supposed to do nothing in this league. Nothing. Steph? And then they became all stars. Steph, I wouldn't say all that. Yeah, I would say. Here's, here's the I other would thing. Say, Steph, seven teams or whatever the fuck passed on Steph. Golden State said, "I'm taking that chance." If you take a risk on somebody nobody else wants to take a risk on, and the risk hits, sure you got lucky, but you also deserve a lot of fucking credit for taking that risk. The Warriors had, or the Wolves had, I think two picks. Yeah, they got Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Yeah, maybe you're unlucky. Also, you're stupid. Yeah. Luck and intelligence are very closely intertwined so, in sports front office. So here's it, the thing. I remember say, that, that draft. Fair to it's say, fortunate for sure. Is it fair to say that when your player pans out, we call you a genius, and when your player doesn't, we call you stupid? 
Hey, that was a snippet of our Patreon episode. If you guys want to listen to the full Carlos Boozer interview, you want to hear us talk that crazy shit about what's happened with KD and a bunch of other things, sign up at patreon.com slash flagrant to join the army, join the community. Okay, we're trying to make this the biggest Patreon on the planet. Take this thing to the next level. We would love for you to be part of it. We truly would. And if we don't convince you this week, hopefully we convince you in the future. But that's what our goal is, to make this the biggest fucking fight club on the planet. All right? This is Flagrant 2. We'll see you next week. Peace.